Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that y'all are doing well today because I'm doing well. Boy, do I have a word for you. We got the conclusion of the Joseph series. We're going to close it out today. We're going to celebrate God today. I'm so excited and so pumped up today. I don't know what you're going through, but as you know that what I always say, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't know what your struggle is, but I want to tell you that you're not alone. I want to tell you that God loves you, that God would be with you in the midst of whatever you're going through. He would never leave you nor forsake you. He's a faithful God. Man, I'm so excited to talk about this whole thing, this Joseph and Jacob, Israel and his brother thing, talking about how God, you know, comes through doing difficulties because, you know, Family, I want to tell you this. Some things first. In March, the 19th will be a day, a universal prayer for this podcast show. We're going to come together and we're going to ask God. We're going to ask God to come into our world to change it. We're going to ask God to bless his people and be there for them. We're going to pray for the persecuted church, which is one of my priorities. We're going to pray for the poor. We're going to pray for all the downtrodden, all afflicted people. We're going to lift people up. We're going to ask God to come in and save and do the work. We're going to believe that God cares like I know that he cares. This is why I use the saying that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That God loves you. That God will be there for you in the midst of adversities. I want you to know this. I want you to know that God loves you. I don't care if you sit in the house by yourself. I don't care if you're in the car by yourself. I don't care if you're even surrounded by a multitude of people because you can be surrounded by a multitude of people and not even be in the room because your mind is somewhere else. Boy, I'm excited tonight to talk about God. I want you to know I'm excited about ending this series. I'm excited about the love of God that he has for his people. Like I said, now I want to let you know this too, family. Coming up, me and my friend that love as a brother who pastors his church and that I plan to plant a church and be his sister church. Man, we're getting ready to get out here and do it. The hats and gloves came in. His church member has a thousand face masks. They're going to make food. We're going to go to these tent sites in the city of Chicago where the homeless and the down and out is. We're going to share the word of God, but give something to the people. We want to be a blessing in 2021. This is our first outreach as a family. Family, I just want to let you know that I love you. I'm believing in the best for us in 2021. But it starts with us being a family that supports the poor. I found out in my 21 day fast in January, the most powerful thing in the scriptures is when you take care of the unfortunate because that's you ministering to God. Then God ministered back to you because of that. Do not be consumed. Understand God loves us and Jesus is not going to leave heaven. He's going to use people on earth to bless people. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about talking about this. I'm so excited because you know why? I had a 
spiritual father. I have a spiritual father named Pastor Larry Peaks. He was the pastor at, at Maranatha Church, similar God in Chicago. Man is anointed, a brother full of love. He taught me about the mission field. He taught me about caring for the poor as well. This church used to feed the homeless every Friday night. And because of their dedication to the poor, I want to share this with you, family. What God did for them. So you can see the wonderful working powers of God. They had a person who didn't come to the church but would volunteer on that day to help feed the less fortunate. And he worked at a brokerage firm. And we had a leaking roof. Was not looking for it to be supernaturally repaired. But this is the testimony behind taking care of the poor. Because if I share it with you, then you'll see it, then you'll understand how God moves on the earth. Okay, just out of giving, just out of helping, this guy goes back to his job, writes a letter, an email, to all the people about this church and what they do for the homeless, how they help the poor, and the members of this firm begin to write checks and write checks and checks. They write checks until they give the church an offering, which allowed the church to fix the roof, pay off the mortgage. Because of God, you can't do anything for someone less fortunate and God not bless you. They had got over 50-something thousand dollars. Understand this. God fights for the righteous to be merciful to the less fortunate. And so this family, we're getting ready to roll out, man. We ain't playing in 2021. We ain't, we ain't, we, we ain't playing in 2021. We taking the city of Chicago by storm. We taking the city of Chicago by storm. Because we're going to do it not just on the airways. We're going to do it by our actions of love. We're going to make people want to be a part of this action of love. We're going to make people say, hey, I want what they have. That's what's going to happen. I'm so excited. You know, I'll be reading from the NIV Bible today. We're going to conclude this thing. I would be popping around chapters, different chapters, talking about God, talking about Joseph, Jacob, and all this stuff what God has done. So I want y'all to be encouraged because we're about to conclude this thing. But like I said, this podcast show started in March. I mean, actually started in August of 2020. The first recording was August the 18th. And this podcast started because of my oldest son, Daniel Hampton, who passed away in March that of 2020. That God showed me that I need to share the world with the word that I need to share the word with the world and let people know that they're not alone, that God is there with them, that God is fighting for them, that God cares about them. I want you to know that, that God cares for you and he's fighting for you. Even when you feel abandoned, sometimes you can feel like God is not there. 
I felt that way. But I found out that's not to be true. As I go back and I look over my life, I can look at every bad time. God was there, whether I want to acknowledge it or not. So this is the reason for the show, to let you know that whatever adversity that you go through, whether it's the death of a family member, whether it's, you know, loss of a job, whether it's the loss of a relationship, whatever it is, that God is with you. And we're going to find out that God, through Joseph and Jacob, that God was with him. And I'm going to prove to you that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And, and God is there with you because God's just not going to let them go down to Egypt. He's not... He, he, God is going to be traveling. God is a traveler. Did you know that? God is a traveler. I'm going to prove it to you. But what I have been doing recently, I've been thanking the people who listen to the podcast and where they at. And I'm going to do the same thing tonight. But there's going to come a point in time that I would not be able to even mention the name but say, hey, family, how y'all doing today? And I'm not going to have this little segment right here. But while I got the opportunity, let me do it. I want to thank the people of Illinois who listen to the podcast, the people of South Carolina, Louisiana, New York, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Maryland, and California, and the country of Spain, Russia, Iran, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Belgium. You and I, our family, we all different places, different languages, but guess what? We gelling. We gelling as one because guess what? In John 17, Jesus came to the earth only to let everyone know that there's one God and he's doing it because he's doing it through this podcast because we get all these people from different places listening to the show who believe in this one God. You ought to be on fire right now. But you know, before we dive into the word, you know how we do it, fam. What we do, we pray. But before we pray, I got to say my quote because I love y'all. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. I'll be reading from the NIV book. We'll be starting in Genesis 46 and we're going to conclude to the last chapter of Genesis. But I'm going to be not going through the whole, I'm going to just highlight the, the main facts that I need to highlight. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for the day. I thank you for your word. Father, I lift up the persecuted church, Father, that you be there so they can say Jesus freely. That all the people who persecute them, Father, that they would become believers. That we would change nations who don't believe in you to believe in you this day, God. I thank you, Father, and we pray for the homeless. We pray for the people who, who are just hurting. We pray for the people in the hospital. We pray, Father, for the people incarcerated. They would get to know you, that they would get to know that you love them and that you are with them, that you would not leave them nor forsake them. God, I thank you for your word today, Father. I pray that you be with your people. And, Father, we're so excited about March 2021, the day of Universal Prayer for this podcast show that we're going to pray and thank God and ask God to come in and shake this world and shake the people and, and give them hope and change this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, I want to let you know, if you haven't seen the face behind the voice, if you go to YouTube and you go to You're Not Alone podcast show, type in Danny Hampton, D-A-N-N-Y-H-A-M-P-T-O-N, you'll see me because what I've been doing is I've been doing test samples, test runs, because in March of 2021, we're going to be doing some things on YouTube, some shows that I'm going to be recording live so that you can see my face and so that you can know who's in agreement with you. I don't want to just be a voice behind the scene. I want to let you know that I care about you because we're about to invade the world. We're about to go into the world and do some things. 
We are about to go into the world and do some things. And like I said, I'm so excited today. And so, so we, for the sake of time, let's start. In Genesis 46. So Israel set out with all that was his and went. He reached Beersheba. He offered a sacrifice to God of his father Isaac. Let's go back to verse 1. So Israel set out with all that was his. And when he reached Beersheba, he offered a sacrifice to God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob. Let me tell you something. This is God showing up before he gets to go anywhere because God is going to give him the confirmation that he can go. But not only is he going to get a confirmation that he's, he can go, but he's going to get a confirmation that God is going to be with him. God, like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God does not let you alone. He doesn't put you in a situation where you have to be out there by yourself. That's not God. And said in verse 2, I love this. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob. This is how you answer God. Here I am. He replied, I am the God, the God of your father. He said, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation. There I will go down to Egypt with you. And I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hands will close your eyes. Woo! What a, what a, you know, tell me, let me tell you something. God fulfills his promise. God is not of man that he should lie. Neither the son of man should he repent. He's telling Jacob everything that's going to happen to him in Egypt. He's letting them know that, hey, you're going to see your son. But when it's time for you to pass on, your son will put his hands over your eyes and close your eyes. This son that you thought was dead is now alive. What? What is, what is it? This son that you thought was dead is, a, is alive. This is what, when I hear that, the first thing I do, I think about Luke chapter 15, about the prodigal son, when it says this, that the son was dead, but then he came back to life once he realized what his father had, once he realized that he had sinned, that he was wrong for leaving his father. He came back to himself, but this is a whole different complex thing right here. Check this out. This man believed his son was dead for so many years, and God just told him, hey, where you going? You're going to see your boy, and he's going to put his hands over your eyes when you leave. This is the son that this man loved more than anyone his children. This is the son that he made the coat of many colors. He's getting ready to see him. Been missing him. I don't know if you know, one of the hardest things for anybody is to lose a child and not miss that child. But guess what? He gets to see the resurrected Joseph. What is Danny saying? He gets to see the resurrected Joseph in his power. Remember when Jesus... Jesus got resurrected back to life in the heaven, in the authority that he is. We, we see that Joseph, when he went to Egypt, he was a slave. Now he's the second most powerful in the person in the land of Egypt in the world. But when his father sees him, his father's going to see him in glory and array. He's not going to be the boy with the coat of many colors. He's going to be the second most powerful man on the face of the earth. Do you get it? 
Jesus is the second coming. Adam was the first. I want you to see the gospel. I don't want you to miss the gospel because if you miss it, you're going to miss it. Understand Jesus is always foreshadowed in the scriptures. Jesus is always foreshadowed in the scriptures. He's always. Check it out. I want you to see it. I want you to see it so you can see it. I want you to see that God is really God. And so check this out. Then Jacob left. Israel, son took their father, Jacob, and their children, and their wives, and the carts that the Pharaoh had sent to transport him. They also took with them their livestock, their possessions they had acquired in Canaan. And Jacob and all his offsprings went to Egypt. He took with him to Egypt his sons, his grandsons, his daughters, and his granddaughters, and all his offspring. Now, I want to tell you. When they go down to Egypt, there's going to be a total of 70 people. But when they, when they leave Egypt after these years in slavery, all the stuff that they're going to go through, they're going to be either a million or two million people. Let me tell you how God creates this, this nation. This nation is created through persecution, trials, all kind of crazy stuff going on. They're going to... Go down, they're going to, Jacob and them are going to live the best of their lives in Egypt. But their descendants, they're going to come behind. They're going to suffer, but they're going to multiply because out of affliction, out of pain, it draws people closer and people come closer and they begin to love on one another. So they begin to multiply. They're going to multiply to such a number. That they're going to become a nation. God doesn't instantly build a nation. He builds a nation through time. He allows persecution. He allows hurt and pain to come. Because he is with you when it's bad. Sometimes people won't tell you that God is with you when it's bad. You might feel that you are forsaken. But you're not forsaken when it's going bad. When it's going bad, that's what God is doing the most. Not when it looks so great, it looks so good. It's in the adversity that God shows up. Check it out. We're going to skip on down towards we went, we went, because what they're going to do next, they're going to name all the people going. If you want to read that, Genesis 46, but I'm going to skip on down to verse 25. No, actually, I'm skip on down to verse 26. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who were his direct descendants, not counting his sons, wives, number 66 in person. With the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the number of Jacob's family which went to Egypt were 70 in all. But like I said, they're going to be fruitful and multiply. But when they leave, they're leaving. Man, they're leaving. Let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a little tad bit, tad bit of secret about this whole thing. Now, when they end up eventually leaving Egypt. God is going to take them to the wilderness. And the reason why God is going to do this is because he wants to show his majesty. He wants to show them love. He wants to show them that he can take care of them in a barren place. God wants me and you to know that he can take care of us wherever we're at, wherever the struggle is, whatever's going on, that he's with us. Because in the wilderness, they have to depend upon God for everything. God is trying to, hey, I, I want you to know that I love you. And the only way that you know that I love you is if I show you. 
So God is a God of love. That's why whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Because God got to let you see that he truly loved you. And the only way you know that God loves you is when you get into adversities and you get into troubles, you get into trials, you get into tribulation, then you can see that God is there. Then you can see that God is there. And so we're going to see this God that I'm talking about, this powerful God that I'm talking about, this God full of love, is going to be with them. And let's go on down to uh, verse 28. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him. Remember I told you Judah meant praise. Check this out. I'm going to break it down. Now Jacob sent praise ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and went, Ah! That's what he said. Because this is the time about, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let you know you got to be radical for God. Ah! Daddy, I ain't saw you. I love you! This is, this is the family reunion. This is, this, is, this is celebration. This is the time of the get down to get down. Okay, now let's roll on. I want you to roll on. I want, I want you to roll on. I want to roll on. Okay. Israel said to Joseph, now I'm ready to die since I've seen for myself that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and his fathers, household, I will go up and speak to the Pharaoh. I will say to him, my brother, my father, household, who were living in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They tend livestock and they have brought along their flocks, their herds and everything that they own. When the Pharaoh calls you in and asks, what is your occupation? You should answer, your servants had tended livestock from our boyhood on just as our fathers did. Then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptian. I'm gonna show you how God, God's favor works. The Pharaoh's going to give people the best land that he has. People that normally they would, wouldn't stand. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because of Joseph, and because Joseph saved all of Egypt during the famine. There's no way that they can hold that hatred towards Israel. There's no way. So they don't even care about them. This is why they put them in Goshen. They give them the best land, but they keep them separated because of the things that they do. But let me know, it's not them, it's God, because God is setting some things up. Because what you're going to find out in the book of Exodus, when God comes against Egypt, the people in Goshen are going to have light, and the people of Egypt are going to have darkness. Because God is going to reveal to them that he's God. And he's going to use the separation of where they're at and where the other people are at. So I want you to get excited because God is showing up. Now check this out. Joseph, this is Genesis 47, Joseph went and told the Pharaoh, my father and brother with their flocks and herbs and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and from the land of Canaan and now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation, your servants our shepherds, they replied to the Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, we have come to live here a while because the famine is severe in Canaan. 
and your servant flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. God is setting it up because he's going to bring them out. Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brother have come. You and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father, your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special abilities, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob and presented him before the Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? Let me tell you something. The Pharaoh is about to get blessed by Jacob. Jacob is anointed by God. Jacob is a partitioner. Him, Abraham, Isaac are the forerunners that God used to build a nation. The Pharaoh, this is the first time Pharaoh's about to be blessed by God. Remember, Israel is a prince. He's the man of God. Check it out. And Jacob said to the Pharaoh, the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. I have been in a few difficulties. See, did I tell you whatever's on your heart, man's on God, heart of man. Jacob declares that what? He's been in a few difficult moments in his life. He's not, he's, he said everything was great. So if anybody telling you that when you serve God, that things should not have problems, they're lying to you. I don't want you to follow that suit. God would be with you in the difficulties. Check it out. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramses. And the Pharaoh directed Joseph also provide his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food according to the number of their children. Man, let me tell you something. When God want to bless you, when God want to take care of you, understand that God can take care of you. I want you to know. I want you to be excited because, hey, this family is going to do some things in 2021. We're going to believe in God. We're going to see some things happen. I don't care how, you, how you're looking at it and whatever. God is going to be there for us because he loves us. We are not running. We are fighting. We trust and we're believing in God. Check it out. There was no food, however, in the whole region because of the famine was so severe. But Egypt and Canaan wasted away before the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain. They were buying and he brought it to the Pharaoh palace. When the money and the people of Egypt Canaan was gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is used up. Let me tell you something. This is what God was doing. God was allowing people to know that he sustains people. The famine may seem to be something so crazy to you, but understand this. The only way you know how to depend upon God and know that God is real is when you get into the crunch of things and things are not working the way that they should work. The only way that you're going to know that God works, if you call out to him, help me, God, this is what the people are doing. They are being able to cry out to God. They are crying out to God to, for help. That God would show them love and compassion. And, and so, talk about 
this whole thing is show that people need God. In other words, the famine is to show people that, hey, you ain't doing things in your own mind and ability, that there's God. And I, 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 I'm going to use a parallel to this. Sometimes when you look at COVID in our world right now, it's to show the people that we need God. It's to bring us closer and closer back to our Father in heaven and ask him to come in to intervene, to, you know, to, to save us. In other words, we need to know that we need God. Sometimes things happen so that we know that we can need. So when someone comes in, you don't feel like, oh, man, they picking on me. No, it's because God wants to show you his great love, his great compassion for you. And so that's what God is doing. God is getting ready to show you that how powerful he is. He's, he's going to show you through the difficulties that he's with you. Now, what I'm going to do for the sake of time, we're going to go right to Genesis 50. Now, check this out. I'm going to skip all the way down to verse 15 because I want, when, when, when Jacob has passed, now Jacob's, and we're going to show you that Joseph brothers, they truly lived in fear about this thing that their brother was going to retaliate on them. In verse 15, it says this. When Joseph brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pay us back for all the wrong we did him? They, at the, all, understand this. Jacob was in Egypt for about 17 years before he passed away. That meant that all of that time, they still were living under the fear that Joseph was going to get them. But let me tell you about true love and true forgiveness and true repentance. Repentance. You don't think about what them folks did to you, especially when you know that it's God who blessed you. Joseph knew this. He knew that what he got, he had got from God. So he understood that whatever they thought that they had might have did, it wasn't them. They never understood that it was never about them. It was about the relationship that God had with Joseph to be this agent, this person who always did right and so let's check it out when joseph's brothers saw their father was dead they said what if joseph holds a grudge against us and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him so they sent word to joseph saying your father left these instructions before he died this is what you are to say to joseph i ask you to forgive your brothers the sin and the wrong they committed in treating you so badly. I've told you that these boys had changed. I told you they weren't the same people that sold him to slavery. They lived with remorse the entire time. And check this out. This is what you are to say to Joseph. Remember, Joseph is a powerful person, so they understand that they, that they can be in trouble. Daddy ain't around. I tell you one. This is just a tad bit about the movie scene, so I can show you. I don't know if you watched The Godfather. You know, one thing about The Godfather in The Godfather, uh, this movie I'm talking about, it plays out different in in The Godfather. In The Godfather, uh, when the one brother found out that his older brother had set him up and betrayed him, he told him he was going to get him uh, when the when the mother passed away. He what he did. I'm just sharing you the difference. You know how it worked in the movie about not showing love and showing compassion for one another. But I'm just sharing with you how Joseph handled it. He didn't, he didn't kill his brothers. Not like in the movie, The Godfather. And so it goes on. <laughs> then it says this. 
I, 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 I just, just got to put that in there because I want you to understand that we do things different. We do things different as believers in Christ. We don't take vengeance for ourselves. But in the Godfather, he said, he, took his, he had someone take his brother out fishing. And then all you heard was, boom, and he was gone. So I tell him about, you know, I'm just making light humor for y'all, in other words. Uh, so this is, this is what you ought to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sin and the wrong that they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive the sins of the servant of God, of your father. And when their message came to him, this is what Joseph said. Oh, oh, oh. he began to weep Because you know why? Man, I've been showing you love. But you think that I got something grudge against you? All he wanted to do was show them love because he understood that God had sent him to each, not them. They couldn't understand it. They didn't know what to do. They did not know what to do. So this is what happens. All this guilt, what they did, they couldn't believe that their brother would not repay them for the wrong that they did. Joseph wept. In verse 18, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. See, they went, they forgot that, guess what? They ain't even like that, man. Man, you can never be my slave. You're my brother. I love you. I'm not mad with you. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. I in the place of God. You intend harm for me, but God intended for the good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives so that they don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. He didn't give them a harsh word. I love you. I ain't gonna let nothing happen to you. God got me here to save you. I love you. I don't care about what you did to me. God has blessed me. That's why we walk in forgiveness. Because God would bless you. Don't hold on to the hate that people have done to you. Let it go. Check this. How are you talking about just Man, I want you to see it. He reassured them. The death of Joseph. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also the children of Makur, the son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brother, I am not, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to you and aid you and take you up out of this land. He promised it on an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, saying, God will shoot, come to you, and aid you. Then you must carry my bones up from out of this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110. And after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Understand this. Joseph could never escape Egypt. He was a living hostage in Egypt, even though he was doing good. But he said, 
when you leave here, take my bones out of here. I'm not supposed to be here. He always wanted to be free. I want to tell you that I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you it was a blessing. We're going to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father, I thank you for the word. I want to tell y'all that I love y'all. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. Father, I want you to bless your people today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Understand that I love you. You're not alone. Understand God will be with you in difficulties. Thanks for listening to the show. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.